Hey everyone, happy Monday. We are back another new week and another opportunity for us to help you learn next-gen NCLEX information faster. My name is Regina Callion. If this is your first time joining me, I am the number one NCLEX instructor on the planet. And I'm here every Monday to help you go over things that are helpful for your license or exam. Philly's in the house. Got nurses from all over Orlando, Florida. It's good to have you here. We are getting into this topic, azithromycin pharmacology on today. But let's just jump into it. Let's just jump into it. When you talk about, when you talk about azithromycin, this is a prescription medication used to treat various different types of bacterial infection, okay? Bacterial infections. And so remember when we talk about, for my new nurses, antibiotics are for bacterial infections. Antivirals are for viruses. And you never want to give, you never want to switch them, okay? Because they won't work, all right? So when we talk about antibiotics, we are focusing on bacterial infections. And so this is a medication known as a macrolide, which inhibits bacterial growth, okay? Now, why would somebody want to give a person azithromycin? Why would a nurse want to give it? We should expect the prescription to be written because we are trying to treat or reduce developing infections caused by pathogenic bacteria. Also, we are trying to avoid the, the possibility of a antimicrobial resistance, okay? Now, oh, you guys already know, you already know what time it is. Start liking this video right now on YouTube for that bonus question that's coming at the end. I like it when my regulars show up and begin to teach. Y'all already know what time it is. <laughs> that's the indications for azithromycin. Now, what are some specific conditions that this um, antibacterial medication will treat? Well, for adults and children, it may look a little bit different. For adults, we're talking about acute bacterial sinusitis. And this is where we get into our medical terminology nurses. So uh, as you are studying for NCLEX, as you're preparing for NCLEX, I should not have to tell you what sinusitis is. Uh, when we are talking about specific diseases, if you don't know them, what should you do? Should you wait for Professor Regina to tell you what that disease or condition is? Or should you what? No, you should look it up. Look it up, okay? So community acquired pneumonia, pharyngitis or tonsillitis, uncomplicated skin and skin structure infections, okay? Inflammation of the urethra, and cervix. All right. Also, genital ulcer in men. Pediatrics. Acute otitis media, very common. Community acquired ammonia again. 
and pharyngitis and tonsillitis. All right, so these are the reasons why a medication like azithromycin is prescribed. Okay, now let's get into the mechanisms of action. All right, so the onset of azithromycin varies. The peak, when we talk about the peak of a medication, what are we talking about? All right, we are talking about when that medication reaches is what? If I say I'm waiting for the peak to happen before I uh, do any interventions, what am I looking for at that point? And this is really great if you are in pharmacology, in nursing school, and you're just given a list of medications to memorize, this is a good way of how to relate those medications to your patient's presentation. So yes, I'm reading the comments very good. The peak is the highest potency of that medication. The onset is when it starts working, but the peak is when that medication is boom, most effective. So for example, when we administer a patient insulin in the morning, right? We know that their, their blood sugar will gradually come down, but maybe four hours later, it's at its lowest. And so our patient could have an incident of hypoglycemia when the insulin is at its highest. All right. So that's the, the peak of it. And that's how we relate it to our patients. We know the peak, that medication's at its highest. The duration is going to be how long the medications last, how long the medication lasts in the system. The metabolization of the medication is how long it takes for that medication to be uh, processed by the liver, right? And then distribution. Where is that medication going? If we put it in the body, it will cross the placenta. So it will be able to reach the developing fetus. It will be able to reach the nursing newborn, okay? And then how is the medication excreted? How is it removed from the body? These are all pharmacological terms. So bile, the major route of elimination, and then also through the urine. The side effects of this very powerful, because azithromycin is a very powerful antibiotic. So what are the side effects of it? Well, you guys know if you've ever been on any antibiotics, they cause GI distress, gastrointestinal distress. And usually when you say in nursing, the patient has GI symptoms or GI distress, we know that we're talking about nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Okay. Any one of those three things. So diarrhea, of course. When you're taking a powerful antibiotic, why is diarrhea expected? Does anybody know? Because this is a teaching that nurses do pretty frequently. So you absolutely can expect to have this type of knowledge and insight to pass your board exams and to go on and be a great nurse. Well, yes, we know that antibiotics, they're very powerful and they're this word. Antibiotics do not discriminate. 
They don't play or hate at all. So that means that if there's bad bacteria, it's going to get rid of it. If it comes in contact with good bacteria, it's going to get rid of it. They do not discriminate. So in your intestines, you have healthy bacteria that is there for a function. It keeps your digestive tract in order. But if you give your patient azithromycin, it's going to wipe out both of those. And the bacteria is like, hey, hey, I'm doing my job. I'm supposed to be here, but you got to go. All right. So that is going to create a disruption in your intestinal flora. You're going to have diarrhea, most likely. Yeah, it's going to definitely do that. All right. It's going to disturb that good bacteria too, right? So it's very powerful. Nausea as well, vomiting, abdominal pain and tenderness, headache, rashes, and hives. Headaches, rashes, and hives. Also, patients can have, patients can have um, really adverse effects to an antibiotic delivery from the nurse where your patient will be complaining of itchiness, difficulty breathing, wheezing, swollen face, throat, tongue, lips, eyes, and the upper and lower extremities. So this is not great. This is not great. Hoarseness of the voice and an irregular heartbeat as well as dizziness. All right. So look at these effects and say, okay, if your patient was developing this, would they, would they need to be on this medication continually? Probably not. Okay. And then Steven Johnson's syndrome. Az azithromycin can cause a serious condition called Steven Johnson's syndrome. All right. And for those of you who will be receiving this book, Quick Facts for NCLEX Next Gen, we just had a meeting today with our distributors and we're like, when is the book going out? Because we know um, that they have over a thousand copies. So they have them and they're like, should be going out today. You guys should be getting your tracking information. So let me know if you have received your tracking information for this book. Um, but I wanted to show Stephen Johnson syndrome. If you have not heard of it, definitely we go over it in the next gen. It was in the previous one too. If you guys have, um, if you guys have the five star quick facts, Stephen Johnson syndrome will be right here. And it's, it's not a huge bit, but you definitely, you definitely, okay, so some of you guys have gotten your tracking information for Next Gen Quick Facts. Amazing. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. But Steven Johnson syndrome is something that you definitely should be aware of, okay? And that's all I'll say. If you don't have this book, get it, get it, get it. All right. Now, Thank you for putting that link in the YouTube space. <laughs> Nursing considerations for azithromycin. All right. Um, so when a patient is on azithromycin, we need to inform the client that all medications, every medication, whether it's prescription, non-prescription, vitamins, or herbal supplements, 
they need to be disclosed to the healthcare provider because you don't want to have uh, polypharmacy in a situation where the medications are working against each other or they create they, they create a negative consequence for taking them together. All right, and sometimes patients don't feel like, oh, the echinacea or the gender that they take or you know any, any kind of vitamin supplements that they're getting are going to matter, but it really does, it really does matter. Also, we need to instruct the client to inform the doctor or their pharmacist about their medical history particularly if they have liver, kidney, or specific muscle disease before using this medication. Um, myasthenia gravis is one of those things. All right. Myasthenia gravis is one of those things. And the reason why it is so important, I know when we look at patients and sometimes they look very good on the inside. And so when we're doing our admissions, we say, man, do I really have to ask them if they have any renal history, if they have any liver disease, what is the point of it? It is because when a patient takes a medication, when they take a medication, it is the liver's job or it is the kidney's job to make sure that that medication does not stay in the body too long. Every medication that we give our patients can harm them. Every single medication that you put in a patient's body can harm them. And I need you guys to take on that mentality because sometimes as nurses, we are we flagrantly just become accustomed to administering medications tylenol advil morphine percocet um yes what if they use ginger or garlic to cook it's a little bit different um because it's ideally you're not consuming very large amounts of it but if you're taking ginger capsules or ginger peels then you need to you need to be aware of that uh, okay is so that that's why I'm saying that. And so when a medication stays in a person's body for too long, it can create negative consequences for that person. So if the liver is not functioning well, or if the person is awaiting a liver transplant, then you should not be giving them the same medication dosage or frequency as somebody with a healthy liver. And so this is geared towards next-gen NCLEX when we're trying to prevent complications in nursing, okay? Prevent complications. And even if you're just, yes, toxicity can occur, absolutely. And even if you're just getting a patient from a nurse, you need to know what are their labs. That's all we need to know, their labs. Next Gen puts a, a list of labs in front of you. Yes, they will give you the normal values and that's great, but Every time some labs are put in front of you, you need to be checking. There are certain things that I go automatically to, right? If I'm looking at somebody's labs, I want to know um, what their potassium level is. I want to know what their cardiac markers are, potassium, give me calcium, right? Because if potassium, calcium, magnesium are off, then I could be dealing with the patient that might have some cardiac issues later. And also I know I need to give potassium slowly. So it may take a little bit longer to get those laboratory values back up. Yes. I, I want to know what their BUN, their creatinine is. What kind of kidneys, what kind of liver am I working with on today? <laughs> okay. Those are things that you should automatically uh, be looking at. And that's why NextGen is, uh, is, is more realistic, right? It's more realistic. And people who previously failed the, 
the previous iteration of NCLEX are doing better on this current one because it's more realistic, right? It's more realistic. And so um, the goal is just for you guys to be better nurses, but you got to think, you got to think like a nurse. Okay. Got to think like a nurse. All right. So knowing, 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 knowing the medical history, kidney, liver, muscle disease is perfect. For, for you as a nurse, monitoring and management of the precautions also should be observed for clients over the age of 60. Elderly clients, they are going to have a harder time. They're going to have a harder time taking in a strong antibacterial, okay? Um, and they're going to be prone to QT prolongation, which is a cardiac issue, okay? All right. We're getting into this azithromycin. Also, um, observe for signs of high plasma potassium levels as well, such as oh, hyperkalemia, like I said, you gotta know your cardiac, you wanna know your cardiac electrolytes, bradycardia, tiredness, lack of strength, numbness and tingling. Um, consider a long-term or repeated use of this medication may result in yeast infections and oral thrust or new yeast infection is going to be one of the complications only because you, you know, you have issues with that bad bacteria being taken away as well. All right. Azithromycin can be taken uh, before or after meals. However, to avoid an upset stomach, we definitely want to take it with food. It will help. And remind the client that even though they may start to feel better a couple of days after being going into antibiotics, they should definitely take the full course of those antibiotics to make sure that it is completely, completely treated, uh, their condition, whatever it is, so that it doesn't come back. Now, nurses, what's the problem with the patient beginning to take azithromycin and then feeling better after a couple of days and saying, well, that was good. I'm done taking that. What could, what could happen at, if you start taking your antibiotics too soon? What could happen? Okay. This is real life nursing stuff right here. This is real life nursing things right here. Well, what is the concern and actually in my cultural, if you guys have this book or if you're going to get this book and remember the book will be shipped out in the order that it is received. So there were some people who ordered the book in March. Those people are going to be the first group to get this book because it's going to be shipped out in the order that it was received. So in the, uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the book. I do like the pharmacology section, but I like the cult, consider the culture. Okay. Consider the culture cultural considerations. And I think this is so important in the landscape of America because everybody that lives here is not American. Everybody that lives here is not American. So actually I remember this from cultural talking about my Caribbean, my Caribbean folks, my Islanders, my Jamaicans, my Barbadians, my Bohemians, my Bermudans, my Trinidadians, my Belizeans, my West Indians. <laughs> One of the things about this group is they will stop taking medications when they feel better. So we have to make sure that when we're educating our patients, when we educate our patients, that we don't 
want them to have a situation of um, what is it called? Why is this giving my mind <laughs> where the infection comes back and it's um, it's resistant to antibiotics? Yes. Yeah, so you have um, a resistance. And so now the medication that previously would have worked to get rid of the, the infection now, because that bacteria has been exposed just a little bit, it has developed the capacity to beat that medication once it sees it again. And so, oh my goodness, it makes it more challenging to treat uh, um, uh, antibiotic resistant infection. <laughs> yes. So I know. So that's why I love the cultural considerations because I'm specifically talking to, to people and just, and it's not good or bad. It's just, you know, it's just how you, how you educate as a nurse. All right. Um, and so what did I say here? I said, okay, so that's it. You got to take it all. The infection may come back. All right. Um, and again, this all is going to be part of, as I mentioned, the next gen, but also don't slip on the VT. I actually was at the nurse, National Student Nurses Association Convention. If you guys follow me on TikTok, you saw it. And we were letting people know that the fastest way to learn about next gen NCLEX is in that V2. All right. And you can sign up for the free trial because we got like 230 people signed up. And so get the free trial of the V2 if you are in the process of studying for next gen and you want to see what it's like to have that benefit of lectures plus a question bank plus computer adaptive test all in one. And we are still having the introductory price of the V2 even into graduation season. So a lot of NCLEX reviews were um, $300, $400, which is okay. But I want to make sure that nurses who are balling on a budget, which was a thing, I, I the nursing students at the national convention were literally like, yo, I'm down here on a credit card. Um, everything I'm charging until I become a nurse and then I'll pay it off. Is that y'all? <laughs> and, and, and so what I want to do is if you have to put anything on a credit card, I'd rather for it to be $89 as opposed to $300 it'll just make it easier for you to get access to it. So check out that trial version of the V2 right now. Go to remarnurse.com. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we did azithromycin. You guys seem to have a pretty good handle on it. I want to go into our questions about the azithromycin medication. All right. So Let's go to the first one. It is this. You guys ready? Oh, and I need to do this. Let me, um, let's get our challenge ready because you know, we work as a team to unlock the, we work as a team to unlock the fifth question. And I've been putting it on YouTube and I think I want to just keep it on YouTube for the likes. So let me go here and let's see how many likes we got right now for this Monday. We have, um, I test in June and I started this program in a month and whoever wants to know if it works, it works. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to you. I'm looking forward to you taking your exam. Okay. So we have, wow. Okay. We have 348 people watching on YouTube. Cool. Y'all like pharmacology. We have 109 likes. 
let's get to 200. Can we get to 200 likes on, let's get to 200 likes on our YouTube channel and we will unlock the bonus question. So YouTube is on you, is on you. Let's get the likes going. Let's get the likes going. All right. All right. First question is this. First question is this, guys. The nurse is aware that azithromycin targets the following microorganism as an infection treatment, except, ooh, <laughs> chlamydia tracheomitis, hemophilus decreae, moxarella, catarrhalis, enterococcus. I'm coming right out the gate with a critical thinking. I'm coming right out the gate with a critical thinking. That's why you guys show up here. So remember, this is a negatively presented question, meaning you're looking for an exception. Okay, you're looking for an exception. And also, man, a lot of people are picking one. So one is not the correct answer. So I want you to change the answer because it's not one. All right. Look at that except, except. And remember, I said that, I said that the azithromycin can be used for sexually transmitted infections. Mm. better, much better, much better. This is why I love when you guys come up to class because we're here to learn, all right? Correct answer is four. It is four enterococcus. Um, listen, the antibiotics like azithromycin, uh, vancomycin, clindamycin, one thing you have to know is that they are specifically usually for gram-negative, all right? Um, gram negative. All right. And so you will probably see that, but I wanted to challenge you guys so that you remember this. Okay. Sometimes you come here and you say, ah, oh, Professor Regina, the questions are too easy. The questions are way too easy. Um, and it's like, no, we have all levels. We have all levels. All right, let's do the next question. The nurse assesses a client receiving azithromycin with reports of irregular heartbeat and dizziness. Which of the following ECG abnormalities have been associated with azithromycin use? And I gave y'all this answer. I gave y'all this answer. Number one, first degree AV node block. Two, left bundle branch block. Three, right bundle branch block. Four, prolonged QT. I, I gave this one to you. I gave this one to you. So you should absolutely know it. All right. All right. Everybody's picking the right answer this time. Yes. Good job. Professor Regina, when will you do an EKG class? I have EKG in the V2. So if you need to do EKG specifically, there are five that you really should know for, uh, number four is right, by the way, but there are five that you should definitely know for NCLEX, especially, well, PN, PNs you should know, asystole, ventricular tachycardia, uh, ventricular fibrillation, 
you should also know, um, what else? Uh, you should also know what artifact is if you're an LPN. RNs, you should know those that I named. And then also you should know first degree, second degree, third degree heart block as well. Okay. And of course, knowing normal sinus rhythm helps you to make the, those connections to the abnormals. So there's not many that you need to know for NCLEX, but if you don't know them well, I go over them in V2 for sure. Okay. Correct answer here was number four, azithromycin has been linked to a heart rhythm disorder of QT prolongation, which QT prolongation potentially can cause, um, you know, suddenly fatal, fast, irregular heartbeat and other symptoms such as serious dizziness and fainting. And so the patient may require additional, patient may require additional medical attention. Good job, everybody. Good job. That was good. Hey, we are only about 37 more away from our goal. We at 163 right now. Smash that like button, y'all. Here is question number three. The nurse monitors a client who has pneumonia and is being treated with azithromycin. That's our medication for the day. The primary care physician orders that the client be observed for any signs of hyperkalemia. Okay, we talked about this. <laughs> Which of the following observations should the nurse be made aware of? Select four that apply. This is a next-gen question type. So select four that apply. Number one, would we expect to see tingling? Two, would we expect to see constipation? Three, would you expect to see weakness? Four, would you expect to see fatigue? Five, insomnia or six, numbness. So I'm looking for four answers right here. I'm looking for four answers here. What say if you guys come on in, come on in. Ah, four answers. Good job, Stella. I like to see you guys are moving along. I see you, Keisha, in the house today. Keisha, I see your name a lot. All right, come on in, smash the comments, Majori. I love that name. Hey, shout out to all the nurses that are studying. We got over 600 nurses on Monday. That means that you guys are in the grind mode. You want to start this week off right and making this a part of your routine. Make sure that you get your studying in. So congratulations, shout out to y'all. All right, one, three, four, and six is looking like it is the community answer. Correct answer is one, three, four, and six. You got it. Clients taking azithromycin, especially the elderly, you got to monitor for symptoms of that excessive plasma potassium level, otherwise known as hyperkalemia, such as bradycardia, fatigue, weakness, numbness, and tingling. So we had some of those on here. You got to let the doctor know right away, hey, the potassium level is getting up there. What you want me to do about it, doctor? What do you want me to do? And the doctor will say, what do you think I should do? And there is nursing. <laughs> Next question is this. The nurse discusses with the client the possible side effects of prolonged use of azithromycin. Mm -hmm. Which of the following are symptoms of a new yeast infection? Select three that apply. Challenging y'all here. Number one, 
vaginal itching and irritation. Two, pink patches on the tongue. Three, green smelly vaginal discharge. Four, watery discharge. Or five, bluish nail. Come on in, we are selecting three that apply here. Three that apply. And we are actually, I asked you guys to give me signs of a new yeast infection. And while we are putting the answers on the screen, let me just tell you, we have 176. We have 176. So we are, we are very close to our 200 goal. So a couple more seconds. We'll see if we hit it. If we don't, we'll move into Monday motivation. No biggie, but I'm challenging you right now. Let's go, YouTube. All right. So the correct answer here, correct answer for question number four, maybe our final question, number one, three, and four. One, three, and four. All right. Vaginal itching and irritation, green smelly vaginal discharge, and watery vaginal discharge. These are all symptoms of a yeast infection. Um, and they could be from minor to severe here. Um, ir irritation in the vaginal area, white patches on the tongue, odorless white or yellow vaginal discharge, watery discharge, and a nail, um, a nail that is white, 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 can all indicate, all indicate a vaginal yeast infection. All right. So... We are moving on, guys. We actually want, want, we didn't make it this week. We only got 188, and that's okay. That's cool because at the end of the day, it is what it is. All right. So we'll challenge you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed azithromycin. I hope you enjoyed azithromycin. This medication is very important, it is part of the pharmacology in the back. And I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit more about this pharmacology section. So if you guys have the five-star quick facts, the pharmacology section in the back is going to look very, very similar in terms of the medications that are there. What I tried to do differently was structure it a little bit better so that the medications were easier to memorize. Remember in the five-star for analgesics, I would literally probably have this one thing written under each one. And so now I just put it under all of them um, so that you guys wouldn't have to uh, reread this, like the same things over and over again, if you didn't need to. Um, another thing that I tried to do is I try to develop a little bit more clinically about the medications. So from uh, an, an observation or assessment look at it. And this book is Quick Facts for NCLEX Next Generation. It is for the RN and the PN. Okay, so both RN and PN will be able to use this book. Actually, I would prefer if you guys had this book in nursing school, but some people don't find it until they're studying for NCLEX. So it's very late for them. But this is the book. Um, and then, of course, I think one of the biggest components is that you have access when you scan this barcode, you have access to the 
um, case studies and the, the free case studies and the next gen question bank and some of the lectures when you scan this code for free. Okay, and you'll be able to get into the trial. So that's one of the ways that I was able to make the book a little bit more still very slim, <laughs> still still the same slim, but also giving you more in the value of it. All right. So this is the book. And what I was talking about for Monday Motivation is just this idea that future nurses, your license is coming soon. And this was the scripture that I wanted to go for is when the time is right, I, the Lord will make it happen. When the time is right, I, the Lord will make it happen. And at the nursing convention, I met at least, at least 600, 700 nursing students who were there from various different, you know, stages of their nursing career from all over. I met people from a lot of people from New York, a lot of people from um, Missouri, a lot of people from, not so many people from Florida, actually. A lot of people from Nashville, of course, in Tennessee. And look, I'm excited because next year, this National Student Nursing Convention is in Florida. Y'all need to be there. Seriously, if you're a nursing student, you can be there, be there. But um, essentially meeting people on different journeys and different paths and having an understanding that we all want to end up in the same place, but our journeys are going to look very different. And so what I want to speak to you, um, what I want to speak to you concerning this specific scripture is that you don't need to be anxious about when you will get there. Okay. You don't need to have anxiety about the process of getting there, but you do need to be aware of the journey that you're on and what you are supposed to be learning in this time. And the responsibility that you have now is to be dedicated and be consistent. And that, that is enough for a lot of y'all to handle. Being consistent, being accountable and being dedicated is really all the responsibility that you need as a student on the journey, okay? You will get there, but if you are not learning the lessons of today, when you get there, you will not be prepared for the responsibility. And some of us, God has to, God has to stretch us during our process because our, our temperaments and our characters need refining. And we see the examples of people, nurses who get there too quickly or who take shortcuts to get there and then they don't know how to be trustworthy. They don't know how not to steal from patients. They, they don't know how not to take the narcotics that are in front of them because they, they have not learned the lessons of accountability of trustworthiness, of fidelity. And so do not be weary in well-doing. Do not look at other people and want to be where they are. Look at people and, and number one, look at people and learn from their mistakes, okay? But also enjoy the journey that you are on because when you get there, you are going to be a ministry 
that is way greater than even you are ready for. You're not ready for it yet. So enjoy the days when you have time to prepare because once you get it, you got to handle it. It's yours. It's yours. And so the Lord makes a promise to us that when the time is right, he will make it happen. And he will also be responsible for the outcome if you trust him. Okay. If you trust him. And so um, that's Monday motivation today. Enjoy where you are. Enjoy, enjoy this process of studying and be committed to the process of studying. You're going to get to your goals a lot faster if you're, if you're holding yourself accountable. You're going to be um, a greater blessing if you understand that the very best things in life don't come easy and they come with great sacrifices. And you're going to be more trustworthy. You're going to be more trustworthy if you understand that nothing you have accumulated is by your own goodness or your own ability. I meet a lot of people that think that they deserve to be in positions because they're so smart or, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. And so I just I just say um, my grandmother used to say this. You can attract more flies with honey than vinegar. And I think that during this process, if you are humble, you're able to learn twice as much. You're able to learn twice as much if you understand that we're all, we're all able to learn from something. Yeah. So consistency is key this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining my class today. I, um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate the, the positivity that you put into our community. It is unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I just want to say that if nobody else told you, if nobody else told you, you can, you will, you must pass NCLEX. But also, also, also join in by going to remartnurse.com. Join in by going to remartnurse.com and get in the V2 trial if you have not done that. Want to help you get through next-gen NCLEX the best way and fastest way. All right. God bless you all. I will see you later. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.